Hello and welcome to the Daddy Saturday podcast. I'm your host, Justin Batt, and it is my honor and privilege to also be the founder and chief dad officer of Daddy Saturday and the Daddy Saturday Foundation, where it's our goal to help dads be more intentional and engage with their kids, not only to raise good kids, but ultimately great adults, to change the next generation and to end fatherlessness. This podcast is a combination of great thoughts, ideas, and a collective from many fathers out there. We've got athletes and celebrities and executives and physicians and everyday fathers like you and me who are going to give their advice and wisdom, tips, even some dad hacks to help us all move forward on that continuum of being a better dad. And my guest today is one of those incredible guests. Before I do that, I'd love to ask you and invite you to subscribe to the podcast so you can continue to hear these great podcasts and be updated when we have a new guest, which will be rolling them out weekly. So stay tuned for an amazing lineup of fathers. Without further ado, I'd love to introduce you to our guest today. He has become a great friend over the last year, year and a half, and he is a mover and a shaker, not only in the athletic world, but now in the business world, and most importantly, as a father. Uh, my good friend, Maurice Stevens, glad to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm looking forward to having a conversation. So proud to uh, be a part of uh, this project and be able to support and just excited to to see how um, it continues to impact fathers around the world. Well, thanks, Mo. It's, it's awesome to have you on. I mean, if you guys, many of you probably heard the name Maurice Evans. He was all over the NBA for years. Uh, he's now a very engaged speaker. He's an author. And he is quite the entrepreneur's entrepreneur. Mo's got several projects going on all at once, but his most predominant project is Every Level of Success, which we'll talk about today a little bit, and Mo can tell us more about that. Mo, I'd love to hear your journey um, just out of, out of athletics. You know, you've got this unique perspective on life and on fatherhood and on business because you were one of those top one percenters, one percenters being a professional athlete. And I know that there's a lot that, that comes with that. So maybe give us some insight into how you've translated some of your athletic opportunities or philosophies into your everyday life and business and parenting. No, thank you for the, uh, again, for the intro. And, and yeah, I, I've been extremely blessed to be someone who has um, been able to accomplish and reach the goals that I set for myself early on, one of being, one of which is being a, a professional athlete. Obviously, I, I played 11 years. I was able to live that that dream alongside of some of the, the most um, accomplished and highly decorated athletes in sports history. Um, but at the same time, even that comes with the cost. It comes with the cost of being able to, uh, to play with my children and be able to be there and be in their lives, um, you know, in the way that I wanted to. And it, it's ironic when, you know, reading through your book and um, just um, understanding more so even what Daddy Saturdays um, speaks to the 13,000 hours, you know, that you spent with your children over the past 11 years. I, I, I was really admirable of that because for me, it was when I finally, in 2012, and went through a divorce, unfortunately, and started realizing how much even me being successful in the NBA was compromising my my ability to um, to be to prioritize my own children, and how I had to do be more intentional about that, even when I was being successful. So, Mo, let's talk about that for a minute, because you know I, I've seen you with your kids, and you're an engaged dad, and you've got great parents as well. Who I know your dad played a big role in your life, so. Maybe share with us, you know, as a dad who's gone through a divorce and, and now doesn't, has to share his kids and doesn't always have his kids full time, how do, you, how do you stay engaged with your kids? What are some tips out there for dads that are in a situation that's similar to what you're in today? 
I'm, I'm blessed and fortunate to be able to have my parents, you know, again, it wasn't raised in a single parent family. My, my family has been raised for more than, I've uh, been together for, for more than 40 years. So to be able to, to, to see what that looks like on a daily basis, but also to understand, you know, just even being raised, my father, he, he, he had to work a lot to be able to make ends meet. So I wasn't, I wasn't, he wasn't able to, to always be there to play with me in the backyard and to work with me and, in, in, in ways that I had uh, craved as a child. So for me, being a father um, and realizing that, you know, you know, being divorced has, has unfortunately, it, it, it enhanced in some ways, um, you know, my ability to be even a, a better father because now the time that we have is that, you know, I have to place so much more emphasis on making sure that's quality time, it's intentional time, it's time with me teaching them, listening to them, understanding, you know, their, their needs um, as individuals, understanding their needs, with as it relates to the classroom, the core values, the biblical principles. So we have our Bible studies now. You know, we have, um, you know, we go outside, we play baseball. I coach them on Saturdays, you know, in their basketball leagues and their little flag football leagues. And it's something that's super important to me. And those memories are now, you know, um, they're not just memories. They're actually tangible opportunities to sow into my kids. So thank you, Mo. That's amazing. And, and for our listeners, you may hear a little bit of noise in the background. And that's because Mo is being dad right now. And he's got the kids there with him. And so, you know, all the more fitting for the Daddy Saturday podcast to have the kids in the background making some noise. So Mo, don't even worry about it. Just keep, uh, keep moving forward with that. You know, I love it, Mo. And, and what you said is so important for dads to hear. And regardless of your situation as a dad, it, it doesn't matter. Um, the amount of time that you have with your kids. It's really that intentional and quality time that you have with them. It's those micro moments that you add up over time that translate into that great result down the road. Um, and, you know, and I know one of the things that we talk about in athletics a lot and, and in business as well is we've got all these mission statements and vision statements and goal setting. And we do a lot of that in, in, in business and in athletics. And yet, rarely we translate that back over to our family or translate it over to our kids. And you just kind of hinted at some of those things that you're doing every day with your kids that you're preparing them down the road, right, to reach those bigger and higher levels in their own lives. So maybe speak to the fathers out there and, and help them understand some of the ways that you've incorporated some of your business or athletic principles in the lives of your kids to help them grow and develop. Sure. Um, you know, one of the things that was really a, a awesome thing for me was, you know, especially man, as you said, a, a businessman, entrepreneur, um, was being able to teach junior achievement this year in my daughter's class. And it, it was an emphasis upon um, teaching, you know, the children. Um, she's third grade. So teaching them how to spend, save, donate money, you know, and I just thought, or earn money. That was the fourth one. And I thought that that was so cool because you know, they give you the flashcards and they give you, they give, they gave us um, each uh, businesses, various businesses that would take place in the community. And we would pass, I pass them out to each, each child. And, um, and you know, us being fathers, we know how to incentivize our kids. So I'd already stopped at the gas station and gotten some snacks and, <laughs> and some things that I knew the kids would want. But I essentially just asked each one to, to, to stand, introduce themselves and, and speak to one way, you know, no matter how big or small that their business could earn, save, spend, or donate money. And it was amazing to hear the responses from those individuals. It was amazing to have that experience with my child and then to be able to um, continue to, um, even now, you know, with the chores. Now they're, re they're, they're realizing that they can earn, you know, extra dollar here and there by making a bit or being intentional about, you know, 
um, picking up after themselves or walking the dog and doing certain things. And it's not just about incentivizing them to get money and incentivizing them and teaching them responsibility. And so that's some of the things that we've been able to do. Mo, that's such a huge principle for, for kids to learn. And, and I've often struggled even in my own life where I try to basically imply values on my kids that I expect them to have. And yet they're only nine or 11, nine, seven and five at this point. But you know, in the past, my four or five year old, I'm looking at him and I expect him to have responsibility or accountability or self-control. And I'm, I got to look back and go, he's four or five. Like, I don't even have some of those skills yet. And I'm 38. And we imply these values on our kids at times. And, and so it's really about that modeling for our kids, right? And showing them and teaching them those values. And I hear you saying that you're instilling that in your kids by helping them understand how to make the bed or what it means to earn money or give money or save money appropriately. And, and really showing them the way to, to learn those values so that when it's, when they're old enough, they can apply them correctly. And, it's so important for our listeners to hear and, and a big shift in a lot of, of parents thinking. So thank you for sharing that. No, that's awesome. I really, um, as you said, you know, having children who are 11, nine, seven and five, I mean, those, it's just all these formative years and, and what they learn in our household as we both have realized by now, and we're obviously again, both blessed to have, you know, having, you know, our, our parents, our fathers active in our lives and, um, but it's so important, these lessons, you know, just coaching, you know, we had the best team this year in, um, in the, in the little league and the league is, you know, between six and eight years old is what that, you know, as long as you're six and, 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 uh, or seven, seven or eight, you can play in our little basketball league and it's co-ed. So I've been able to coach my, my daughter and my son on the same team for a while now. And my son just plays up that we were clearly the better team. We were smashing everybody by, 15, 20 points, and then we end up losing in the championship game by three because there's no three-pointers, you know? And the kids were just so disappointed that we didn't win the big trophy this time. And it was just, um, again, obviously I wanted to win it as well, being competitive, but just the life lessons and seeing how they responded and how that became a teachable moment for us, you know, and, and at that time. And it's sure, I'm sure you have so many relatable things, as you said, to be able to to extract and use as teachable moments for our children to, to share those those core values and, and enhance those business principles or whatever life principles we're, we're, we're utilizing in the moment. Yeah, Mo. So, so I'd love to talk more about that because that's something that, that clearly is a big pain point as we look at the, the millennial generation as they're coming up and so many of them never experienced failure in their youth and especially those that didn't participate in athletics and didn't have that experience. They get into adulthood and they had parents that basically, you know, they got a participation trophy for everything they did and they had helicopter parents that prevented them from really experiencing any significant amount of failure and learning how to deal with that. So now they get into adulthood and they've got children or they're experiencing failure for the first time and they don't know how to handle it. They've got no coping mechanism for how to deal with that. And then they're perpetuating the same thing onto their kids. And we see that a lot. And so one thing we're trying to do with Daddy Saturday is break that cycle by moving the, the hero to the child and the father becoming the guide, right? Allowing that child to experience success or failure on their own with the father guiding them through it. And you could probably replace guide with coach in your circumstance here and what you just described. And being an athlete, you, know, you experience failure many times in your career, but you also experience success. So how, do you, how did you help the, the team and how did you help your kids manage through that, that experience of failure and, and build off of that to make it positive? So for me, it's, um, as you said, it's, it's 
so many, you, you did a lot and just to unpack a little bit of that as I answer, um, you know, in the African-American community, it's really challenging because 70% of us come from fatherless environments or single parent families, you know? So as you said, you, there is um, a lack of, of being taught how to cope. There's a lack of, um, you haven't seen what leadership looks like, you know? So whether that leadership is in showing you how to recover from persevere through challenges, recover from things, or even how to handle success is another thing. You know, and so for us, um, you know, one of the things that we regularly talk about is just even defining what a hero is, right? And um, and so many people, they think that the, the hero and the role model is just a person who makes a lot of money or that you see on television who dunks or whatever. But what a lot of times I, what I do is speak to the kids and ask them, you know, basically what are the characteristics of that hero? So now if you're talking about LeBron James or Steph Curry or uh, Tom Brady or whomever, they're saying, man, I'm, I'm like, okay, let's talk about what is that? What makes them a hero? And they're like, oh, they win, right? Or, you know what, they help people, you know? Or they're, or they're really nice, you know? Or they make people laugh. And so then we start saying, oh, wow, doesn't, you know, your, your teacher, you know, Mr. Wilson, doesn't he make people laugh, you know? Doesn't, doesn't you know, your, 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 your um, brother or your whomever, you know what I'm saying, the fireman, the policeman, or whomever, you know, they protect people, right? You know, the same way that J.J. Watt did or help people. And, and that's when they start realizing that, wow, heroes come in all shapes and sizes in different forms. And they learn how to value and respect those people in authoritative positions, but also not to, to overvalue certain contributions or undervaluing them either, but not to overvalue them. And they start to realize how they can now identify with those same attributes within themselves, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you bring up so many points there too, Mo, and I think about a couple of things that I'd love to unpack here quickly as we get to the end of the, the conversation. And no, you're right. When we look at fatherlessness and the epidemic that it is, it certainly impacts the African-American community statistically significantly more than others. And especially in the rate of a lack of a biological father being in the home. And then you also have the situation of the physically present father, but the emotionally absent father, which is another type of fatherlessness that I call presenteeism, where the father's there, but just not engaged. And, you know, both forms are equally damaging and they have massive implications on our society today. And it's something that we're, we're all working collectively to rectify any of us that are in this fatherhood space trying to solve this fatherlessness puzzle. And I think one of the things that you pointed out that's so important to understand about this is, one, it's we tend to, to sensationalize some of the people that are out there. And if we don't have a father figure in our life, then it's easy to look to an athlete or a celebrity or someone like that as kind of a role model the challenge with that is, and the, the astounding point that you make, is that that person typically is going to be out of reach. And they have people in their own community that could be father figures, that could be, you know, their guides and, and their heroes in their own right, and display the character traits of a father figure in their life. They're just not looking for them because they're typically looking way up at the stars and those celebrities and athletes. And so, Phenomenal point to say, you know, if we can point them back into the local community and engage them into the local YMCA or Boys and Girls Club or other assets like that that are in the local community to help them gain that experience, and that's, that's critically important. And then the second piece of that is to get the dads that are there to be even more engaged and intentional and to reduce the, the presenteeism issue. So phenomenal points. Two questions for you, Mo, as we wrap this up. So one question is going to be more of a lighthearted question. The other one's going to be more of a kind of something I love you to leave fathers with. 
the first lighthearted question is, um, if you had a boat, Mo, I'm talking a big boat, like a yacht, mega boat, what would you name it? What would you put in the back of that boat? Well, I guess I would just be consistent with everything. I've, I've been naming everything ELOS, and it just stands for, that's the acronym for the company, which is every level of success. And, you know, in everything that I do, I try to make sure to um, be cognitive of the entire value chain associated with an experience, you know. And, and for example, if I had that boat, I would want to, as you said, be present enough to just relax on that boat and take some time away to just um, enjoy that moment. And, you know, you said, what would I have on there? I would most certainly have my family and close friends and I'd have a fishing pole and, you know, I have <laughs> things to make sure that once we took the fish, we'd have a chef on there, as you said, to just be able to, uh, to make sure that they could uh, cook up the meals as we have them and just make sure we're, we're enjoying that time. <laughs> oh man, you're resourceful. I love it. I have yet to have anyone say they'd have a fishing pole and a chef on the boat. So that's great. <laughs> uh, so Mo, as we, as we come to close here and I'll let you tell a little bit about every level of success and where people can find you, I would love you just to, to give one message to fathers. So for those fathers that are out there who, regardless of where they're at in that spectrum, whether they're a single dad, a divorced dad, a married father who is just not engaged, or maybe it's a very engaged dad, regardless of where they're in that spectrum, you know, what's one or two pieces of advice that you would just leave them with with as Mo's message to, to fathers today? I would, I would just say, I guess, uh, success without a successor is no success at all. And that's something that, you know, is, I've learned that, I've, you know, I've been around some of the most successful uh, people in the world. And, uh, and I realized that, you know, even in the business sector, you know, there's so many businesses that, that, rarely ever make it to the uh, especially family-owned businesses that is and, and America's made up of so many of them and few of them ever transition to the second generation even fewer to the third and that's because they they fail to have you know the um you know people who have thought about you know passing the torch while they still have room to cheer and that's a huge part of what it means to be a leader but especially to be a father because we're raising our children you know we're present with them whether you have them every day or you or you see them, you know, again, only on every other weekend, but we have that responsibility to make sure that we teach them and pass on the success principles that we, um, you know, we've learned and, and also the, the learned lessons that we've learned from persevering through our, our shortcomings as well. Outstanding. That is a tweetable quote from Mo Evans right there, baby. We'll put that one on the, on the Twitter feed. So Mo, give everyone a bit of information about every level of success, tell them what you're doing and then give them the way that they can find you if they'd like to contact you or find out more about ELOS. Sure. And I appreciate that. Um, you know, you can find me on the um, Instagram at Mo Evans underscore ELOS and ELOS is just helping um, athletes and businesses build sustainable success. That in a nutshell is what we do. We try to help them connect to resources and help them connect to their their purpose. And, um, you know, so appreciative to have connected with Justin and, and, and to be a supporter of, of Daddy Saturdays. And, and, and if you guys ever need me for anything, I'm super um, I'm available to, to support. And I'm, I'm, I'm really proud and excited to see you guys continue to impact fathers. And I just take my hat off to you, Justin, and just tell you that, man, you're, you're doing a wonderful job. And, and it's amazing to see, um, you know, someone take initiative and um, extend the intentionality that you have within your family on Saturdays to the rest of the world. So it takes a lot of courage to do that. And, and I commend you for that. No, thank you. Mom. I'm humbled by your words. And 
honored to have you as a friend and I appreciate you spending time with us today in the podcast, especially time when you're being daddy at the same time. So we appreciate that very much, Mo. We will stay in touch and absolutely would love your help and participation in Daddy Saturday going forward. So with that, I'll sign off and say it is an amazing weekend ahead of us heading into the 4th of July. And I would like to say to everyone out there that remember to be intentional, be engaged, and make it a great Daddy Saturday. Take care until next time.